Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Sadi Gimel. We'll begin on Sadi Gimel Amur Aleph. At the words, Upliga de Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Okay? Now, uh, we discuss. First of all, today's daf is available. Anyone who liked this, who was sponsoring today's daf, kindly contact Mr. Victor Sabak, anxiously awaiting your phone call. Um, to, we're discussing the idea of whether someone can sell davar which means, let's say you sell something that doesn't exist yet, but it's going to come. Okay. Does that sale work? Ravuna Brady Abishu had claimed that really Rabbi Kiva holds it doesn't work. And the reason why it worked in a particular case that we mentioned before, which is a case where a woman told her husband that whatever I make you can't you can't have any benefit from. Now, the husband has the power to knock it off. Yeah. Rabbi Kiva says he should knock it off. Now, the fact that he told you to knock it off implies that it works, even though the thing that she's going to make didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Implying that a person can deal with things that don't exist. Okay? That's according to Avhuna Bredevashur. He's claiming that the case... So Avhuna says, no. Really, that's talking about a particular case where the woman said that her hands shouldn't make it. Now, the hands are there, and therefore, it's a different case. That's what we, that's what Rambam Shur says. But going to disagree with Rambam Shur. He's going to say, and it's talking about a regular case, and, and the Rambam holds that a person can sell something that doesn't come to the world. So let's read it inside. Upliga de Rav Nachman Yitzchak. He argues on Rav Nachman Yitzchak. That's Rav Nachman Yitzchak. Rav Huna holds Kirav like Rav. Who's his Rebbe? And Reb Rav holds like Rav Yanai, who's his Rebbe. Rav Yanai holds like Rav Chia, who's his Rebbe. And Rav Chia holds like Rebbe, who's his Rebbe. For Rebbe, Reb Meir, who's his Rebbe. Reb Meir, Kozman Yaakov, who's his Rebbe. Kozman Yaakov, Kerem Kiva. And they all say, Adam Maknedam, a person can transfer something that's not in the world. So what we're going to do now is going to go on a journey. And we're going to show you rabbi to rabbi to rabbi to rabbi. His rabbi to his rabbi to his rabbi to his rabbi. Each one who holds that a person can sell something that doesn't exist yet in the world. Okay? Huh? Well, huh? How are you? How are you? Come sit. Come join us. We have to get these guys tomorrow. Hold on a second. Oh. Rav Huna Mahi. We're claiming that there's a... We're claiming that there's an unbroken chain of rabbi to students who all have opinions which confirm Adam Makne Davar Shabalobalam. A person could sell something that doesn't exist. The first one, meaning the youngest of the rabbis, is the Amora Rav Huna. Rav Huna Mayhi, what's Rav Huna? The Itmar, we have a statement of Amoraim. If a person sells the fruit of a date tree to his friend. So you have a guy who's got a date tree, has no fruit. He's trying to make some money. So he goes to his friend and he says, I'll sell you for a hundred bucks, I'll sell you all the dates that come out of my tree. Now the dates are not there yet. Can you sell something that's not there yet? If he takes the money 
and then all of a sudden the price of dates skyrockets, and now those dates are likely to cost five hundred dollars. He's allowed to backtrack as long as the date don't exist yet, because the sale that you did doesn't work. Okay. But once the dates exist, then so he can't back track. Rachman says no. Even once it came, you could backtrack because so what that it came? But when you sold it, it wasn't there. Okay? Amar Nachman, Rabbi Nachman says, Modina, I admit, that if he took it off the tree and he ate it, we don't take it away from him, which means that once you took, if the guy took it off the tree and he ate it, you can't charge him the current price of $500 a pound. You have to still, if once he took it, you have to charge him the original price. So he's admitting that the sale worked a little bit, that if the guy ate it, Mm-hmm. So then he's entitled to the stuff at the original price, not the new price. They did a similar thing in the 20s. They would, um, they would buy, guys would buy stocks on margin. Right. And what they would do is if the stock went up in price and they would sell it, then the margin that they got, they would sell the guy and they would keep the rest. So say there was 100 shares of stock. And you bought the hundred. Rav, that, okay, so that's Rav Huna. Now, who's Rav Huna's Rebbe? Rav the Amora. Who's the, we're switching now, going up and thing. We're going from Amoraim to Tanaim. Rav is the last Amora. The Amor of Huna, Rav. How many chaveror? Sadeza shanilukach. This field that I'm about to buy, I want to give it to you as a gift from now. Kana, he holds that it works, and the guy owns the field, so. If I want to give a gift, I could give it. You see, the person can makne devashalobaulam also according to this, right? Because again, I, I, I go over to a guy I'm about to buy his field. Before I buy the field, I go to Victor and say, Victor, it's so nice you come to class, I want to give you the field. Now, afterwards, Victor doesn't show up for a week and a half. I said, forget it. it <laughs> does it does it, uh, does it get revoked or not? So Rob says, no, I can't backtrack. Once I said it, it works. How could it work? I didn't buy it yet. You see, a person could sell something that doesn't come to the world. Okay? That's Rav. You can't back it. You see, that person has the right to sell something that doesn't exist. That's why I can't backtrack. Exactly. Next. Rav Yanai. That's Rav. Rav Yanai Rav Yanai holds like Rav The Rav Yanai the Arisa. There was a famous story of Rav Yanai. He had Aris. Now, Aris is a sharecropper who works a person. The owner, owner has too many fields to work. Or he doesn't want to work his field. So he gives a sharecropper and they, they make a deal. You work the field and you'll get 30% or 50% or whatever percentage of the profits. I get the rest. Okay? So the sharecropper, every Friday this sharecropper would bring him a basket of dates and he would eat them. Now he lives in Israel, Rabbi That one Friday, the guy was delayed. So the guy's not delayed. Now the Rabbiana has to go to shul because he's giving a Dafyomi class at 6 o'clock on Friday. So he's leaving her to shul. But he's got a problem because when the, when the stuff comes, he's not going to be able to take Maasad from it. So what does he do? Well, So he took 10 of his dates from his house 
And he says, these dates are going to be Maaser and Tirumah on the dates that are on the way. Now, he didn't see the dates yet. He came in front of Shapirabit. So his Rebbe told him, you did good. Person has to fear Hashem. Or on Shabbat and Yom Tov, you have to enjoy Shabbat, and therefore you have to enjoy Shabbat with the fruits. It's good what you did, and it worked. Now, how would it work? If you didn't get it yet, must be the day who are the Rebbe's of Rav also hold Adam Machne Davan Shelo Balaman. And Rebchiyah, if he's telling you that you're allowed to do it on Shabbat to make sneaky sur, do we need a pasuk to make to allow moving things around? Of course you could. It's only it's only Muksah. Must be the reason is because you want to tell you you could work from the Pasuk. You see that a person could do something. So we're assuming that the, the point of the Pasuk is to teach you. Okay. Amar Lay, end of the story. I thought, I saw in a dream that there was a cane that was splintering in my dream. And therefore, maybe I did the wrong thing. And I thought that it's reminding me of a certain pasuk. The pasuk says, that they were relying on Egypt, which is a splintered reed. Okay? You're relying on something that you think is going to support your weight, but it doesn't have the weight to support you. And the fact that the rabbi saw this pasuk in a dream, he figured that he's relying on something that doesn't work, and therefore he did the wrong thing by separating Truma and Meiser from the stuff that hasn't come yet. We're on the top now. Did, did, did yes. Uh-huh. This is what it means. This is what This is different pasuk that says that you won't break a kenet atutz. And it won't extinguish the fingering effects. And therefore, we're coming to tell you that you did the right thing, not the wrong thing. Not every splintering read means that you're leaning on the wrong things. It could mean that you did the right thing. Okay. Therefore, don't read, don't interpret your dream like that. Everything is fine. Okay, that's Raviana. Rebbe, how do we see that Rebbe, the last, the last Tana, held like that? Tanya, we learned. Pasuk says, Lo taskir Ayavid el adunav. Do not del- return a slave to its master. It's pasuk. Don't return a slave, a runaway slave to its master. It seems like a runaway slave. A runaway slave? Oh, now we don't know what it means. And Rebbe says, mm-hmm. B- Rebbe says, you know what it's talking about? It's talking, Rebbe explains the pasuk, and he says the pasuk is talking about a case where a guy bought a slave and he made a condition that when he buys him, he's going to free him. Mm-hmm. And then he changes his mind. And he wants to keep him. Like this is to himself, or is it a contract? Well, he made a, he made a condition when he buys that he's going to do that. Condition with who? I guess the guy, I guess himself, yeah. Well, let's see what it is. What's the case? He wrote a, a document, and into the document that he's freeing the slave, he wrote, I'm giving it to you, you yourself. I'm giving you yourself from now. Now, how could he do it? 
he didn't he didn't buy it. How can he make a deal about what he's doing? He didn't buy him yet. You see that Rebbe holds Adam Machne Davashlobaulam. How do we see Rameer holds that? The time he went to the Baita. How Lisha, this is a fame this is actually uh uh a Baita, okay. I thought it was a Mishnah. How Meli Isha Hareat Mukudeshli Lachar Shirkayer. You have a man who is a goy, and he goes over to a Jewish girl and he tells her, Here's a ring for Kedushin. On condition, and I want, no, I'm, here's a ring for Kedushin, and I want it to work, not now, a minute after I do a convert. It doesn't work. Does it work? I don't want it to work now, I want it to work later. He'll be newborn. He'll be newborn, okay, but I gave it a ring already. Oh, let's see the next case. Or he's Jewish and she's not. So he goes over to her and he says, Josinda, here's a ring. When you convert, you are initially. Or if the guy was a slave, he gives her a ring and he says, After I get freed, I want you to be I want you to be married to me. Or the other way around. Or after you're freed. Because when when a, a goy slave is freed, they become Jewish. Right, so that that's another case. Or let's say they're both Jewish, but she's married. So he gives her a ring, and he says, "Marry me after you after your husband dies." Aww. Well, I'm not, but I, don't, I can't marry you now. If I gave you a ring, of course it wouldn't work. I, I don't want it to work now. As soon as he dies, you're married to me. Does that work? First, you have a boom case, maybe you have to figure out. Ask, no. right, ask, ask King David. Uh, ask King David. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do, do you think about think about that one for a moment? Yeah, yeah. A lot that, of people look at what King David did, and they say, "Oh, it's a major sin." And yeah, uh, the rabbis explain it. They don't feel that it's such a major sin, and the reason I know this is because I used to work in a company um, monitoring customer service calls. And the complaint coming back from the manager of the customer service department that we're being too harsh in our criticism of the guys. So the story that the, the marshal that the old boss used was the marshal of King David. He said, yes. Um, he was soundly criticized even by the Navi. the Navi at the time, but um, the rabbis at a later date they looked at it and they saw it wasn't really quite that bad. And that's so what he wanted us to do is he wanted us to the guys were doing a good job. I mean we had to give them that. Right? After your husband dies, or after your sister dies, let's say the guy's married to one sister and he wants to marry the other one, he says, After your sister dies, I'll marry you. Or after you get Khalitza, I want it to work now after Khalitza. Gives a girl a ring so that after you get Khalitza from your, from your brother in law, I want the ring to work. from, Right? Does that work? It doesn't work because it's something that didn't come to the world yet. Remeir says it does work. So you see, your mayor holds even though he's not, she's not a goy yet, she's not Jew yet, or even though she's a brother's not there, or didn't do it still works. And he's the only like Rosh Yaakov. Rosh Yaakov, why? The Tanya went to the Baita. It says, "Yeter al ken Amar Rosh Yaakov, Afilu imamar, Perot aluga zutelushim yev tumah Perot al gazuv mukhubrim." If a guy says, now 
you could separate truma on any stuff that's already detached from the ground. But if a guy says, this, I have, let's say, two cases of detached fruit, and I have a hundred cases of fruit that's still attached. And the guy says, I want to separate from these two cases on the other other 98 ca- cases that are still attached to the ground. Or the other way around. Or he says, the ones that are attached are on the ones that are separated. Right? And he says, And he says, I want it to work once they grow a third of the size and they get picked. And they got a third of the size and they got picked. He says that it works. And therefore you see, Tunumah works even though the other stuff is not in the world yet because it didn't come out yet. Still it works. And who's the last rabbi? Rabbi Akiva. From what we said now. It's not. We learned in our Mishnah. Woman tells her husband, I swear that all my stuff should be asur on you. Anything I make, if I make apple pie or cake, it's asur on you like hektesh. He doesn't have to make hafara. Why? Because it doesn't work. She didn't make it yet. And therefore, a person can't all say something that didn't happen yet. Okay? So for a wife to a husband, doesn't So it doesn't, it doesn't work anyway because the, the thing, the, the, whatever she's going to make doesn't exist. If she says what she made already, that works. What she's going to make in the future, she can't do that, and therefore it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Kiva says, Yafen. He says, no, the husband should knock it off. Mm-hmm. Why should he knock it off? Maybe she will produce more than she normally has to. And therefore, the extra stuff would be asur. And therefore, yes, a, and it would work on the extra stuff because Rabbi Kiva holds that Adam in the world. And therefore, the fact that he says you need a knock of the, the, the neder is a proof that Adam mm-hmm. It's not hatarat. It's calling hafarat nedarim. When a husband, when a lady does a. a, a uh, a neder, the hus- if it affects the husband, the husband doesn't have to do hatarai, he can just knock it off okay. on the day he hears about it. Okay? Only on the day. If he waits till the next day, it's too late. Uh-huh. But he doesn't need a petin or nothing, he can just knock it. They answer Shesha the following question What's the halakha with one witness on a yivama? Which means. Let's say you have only one witness that the husband is dead. Okay? It's a lady. His husband, husband goes somewhere. And there's one witness that says his husband is dead. Now, if the husband's dead, she's allowed to marry the brother-in-law. Do evil. If the husband's alive, it's a big sin to marry the brother-in-law. Can she rely on one witness? It says thing about Tama, the reason why you're not... Right? Because one in our Mishnah, we were talking about a case of a similar case of a lady whose husband is overseas, and one witness says that he passed. Now, there in our Mishnah, she doesn't want to marry the brother-in-law; she wants to marry another guy. She has no. She has in our Mishnah, she has no kids. She just wants to marry another fellow. Over there, we said we could believe one witness if Petit comes. If he's honest, yeah. Assuming he's honest, we, 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 we will trust him if Right, now why do we do that? Because we say, hey, listen, it's something that will fuck him out. The guy's not going to lie about it if the guy, 
is alive, he might show up. They're not going to lie about it. It's too dangerous. Unless he wanted to marry her. No, we're not like, assuming you're not going to marry her. We had that case to marry her. We don't let him. We don't let him marry her. But for other people, we'll listen to him. Or Dilma, or maybe we'll say Tama. The reason why we allowed Erechan in our Mishnah from the Ihi Daiko because she's going to check good before she gets married. We're assuming that besides for us letting her with one witness, the girl herself is going to check well before she gets married, because she's not emotionally involved with anybody. She's a free agent, so before she gets married, she'll make good, good and well sure that the guy is dead. But over here, since sometimes there's a connection between the brother-in-law and the and sister-in-law, she already has a connection, she might want to say, wow, this is easy, I can easily get married by marrying the brother-in-law. And therefore, she might not check so well. And therefore, maybe you could say, even though we believe Erechad when she's going to marry somebody else, we should not believe Erechad when it comes to the brother-in-law, because maybe since sometimes they're friendly with each other, maybe she won't check so well because she really just wants to marry the brother-in-law who she knows. It says, Tani tua. It's a Mishnah. Why? Because the Mishnah says, Amrullah met Balech. If our Mishnah is, in the Mishnah says, if they told her your son died and then your husband died, which means here's a case. You have a woman who has a son and a husband, and both of them go overseas. And someone comes and tells her, guess what? Both, they're both dead. Who died first? The son died first. Now, if the son dies first, then. When the husband dies, she, she needs evil. The son dies because they were childless. Oh, okay. She was childless, and then he was childless, and he needs evil. That's what I told her. Uh, so then she, right away, she was okay. I'll marry the brother-in-law. She marries the brother-in-law. And then the witnesses come later, and they say, oh, no, we messed it up. The other way. First, the husband died, then the kid. If that's what happened... Then she was a widow first, and she's not allowed to marry the brother-in-law because she had a son when the husband died. Is that is marriage valid? So the marriage, she has to get out of the marriage of the evil, of course. She's not allowed to marry him. And they're both mamzer. Any kids from the next marriage are mamzer. How does it work? Now, what was the case? Is it that two witnesses came and said the first version? And two witnesses in the second version. Then why would you believe the second set of witnesses? Who told you that the second set are any better than the first set? Why would Amish say that we believe in the kids in the Mamzanim? Doesn't make sense. Why do you believe in the second? They're both equal. Let them cancel each other out. We don't know who's right. Right? The odd Mamzer, Safek Mamzer. Also, if it was two against two, you'd call him a Safek Mamzer. You wouldn't call him a Mamzer. We don't know what happened first. If, it, if there are two witnesses contradicting each other, who said that? I didn't know who's right. Maybe you tell me, no, really, it was a suffix, and the Mishnah wasn't so careful with, the way, with its words. How might that say? But if you look at the third case, it says, So we see from here that the Mishnah is exact on, on the case. So therefore, how can you say it? Elav Shmami Nachad must be that the first guy was one witness. There was one witness who said that the husband, that the son died, and the, then the, the husband died. And then there was two witnesses who said the other way around. And it sounds like you see that we believe one witness. The first, let, one. The first one. If the two, if the two hadn't come, we would have just believed the first one. So now you see that yes, we do believe one witness. In order for a lady to be both.
because you see from our Mishnah that it couldn't be a case of two and two, but it was a case of one the first time and two the second time. That's why we believe the second one. But that's what it means that if the two hadn't come, we would have just believed the one. Uh, so you see, you believe one. So which one do we believe? The first one, right? If the two, listen, yeah. in general, when you, there's one witness who's coming to say that you have to need you born. Yeah, and there's another witness the Mishnah doesn't say how many there came it says some came to do you boom and we believe you you got married and then some kids say no you don't need you boom you weren't allowed to get married and they kid them now it doesn't say how many witnesses came but we're assuming it can't be a case that it was two and two because then why would we believe the second one more than the first one it would be a cancel out okay. the fact that we believe the second one more than the first one sounds like the first one was a one witness and the second one was two, oh, two and therefore we see that we believe Two witnesses on one, one, but we see that if the two witnesses hadn't come, we would have believed the one. Oh, wow, my God. So the Mr. says it works. Like two witnesses are stronger, I think. Okay, good. Yeah. But you see, but but one would work. Yes. Right. Without in the absence of two witnesses. Mm-hmm. Good. This is what. What if, ah. it, was, what if it was one on one? Then it would be canceled out also probably, and we wouldn't. The Mishnah wouldn't be talking about that case because why would we believe the second one over the first one? Mm-hmm. Okay. The only reason why we don't listen is because two people disagreed. Halah didn't disagree. Mehem, we believe them. You see that it would work. This is going on now. Oh, we should stop over here. Okay, we'll stop at the words Amri on the bottom of the page, uh, five lines in the bottom of the page. Baruch Amen, Amen.